morning, everybody. Morning. Welcome to our all-age worship. And I've got some of the young people at the front with me. If anybody else would like to come, and some of you might have something to bring that I'm going to ask you questions about later. But we'll get to that. So, in our all-age worship... Oh, so exciting. In our all-age worship last time, uh, Ruth introduced the theme of what is God like? And we talked a little bit about how we know what God is like. Can you remember some of the things which we said helped us to know what God is like? Anybody remember Otis? Ruler? Sorry? Ruler. He's a ruler. He is. How do you know that? How have you found that out? Is there anything that you've read? Or where do we read about God most of the time? Bible. In the Bible. So the Bible tells us a little bit about what God is like. Anything else? Or anybody else that tells us a bit? what God's like. The adults, you can shout out if you want, as long as it's nice and loud. He loves us. How do we know that he loves us? Big voice. He feeds us and he takes care of us. And I think that you see that he feeds us and takes care of us because you're grown up feeds you and takes care of you. So some of what we know about God is what we see other people do for us. So that's the Bible, other people, anybody else. Otis again, holding his own microphone. He made us. He did make us. The Bible tells us that he created us. And one of the final ways we know what God is like is because we see what God is like in Jesus. Because the Bible tells us that Jesus is God with us. So when we look at what happens in the life of Jesus, we see what Jesus does. We can see what God is like. Now, the story that we're looking at this morning, for all of us, the grown-ups as well as the young people, We're going to look at something that we read in the Bible, so that's one of the ways, and then we're going to look at Jesus, and then we're going to think about what that means for us. And today, we are going to be thinking about God as a provider. Can you say that? One, two, three. God as a provider. One, two, three. Perfect. God is a provider. He's our provider. Now, the first story, and I'll need some help with um, telling this story, comes from the Old Testament in um, Exodus 16. What had happened was the people of Israel had had this miracle. They'd come out of slavery in Egypt But actually, they'd had to leave really quickly because um, Pharaoh 
had been saying no to them leaving for a long time. And suddenly, after certain circumstances, he said yes. And so Moses said to the people, quick, get everything ready. We need to leave as soon as we can. So they didn't have much time to pack very many things. So that you can imagine they're shoving everything into a bag. And then they're on their way. So by the time they get into the promised land, put your hand up if you've ever been on a journey and you've packed some snacks and quite soon into the journey, you've eaten all your snacks. Your sandwiches have gone, your apples gone if you're healthy. Your cheese sticks gone, your chocolates gone. You're looking at an empty, empty lunchbox. And that was a bit like people of Israel. They were about six weeks out and they didn't have anything to eat. All their provisions that they'd stuffed in their bag were gone. And they were hungry. And after God had delivered them from Egypt and done all these miraculous things, what did they do when they were hungry? They grumbled. They moaned and they grumbled. Can you grumble? It's just not right. How we've come out, it's just not right. I'm so hungry. Great grumbling. I can see you're practiced at that. So they grumbled to um, their leader. They didn't even go to God. They went to their leader and they went, you've dragged us out of Egypt. Forgotten exactly what it was like in Egypt. Dragged us out of Egypt. We had pots of meat with so much bread. And here we are in the desert with nothing to eat. So Moses went to God and God said to to Moses, I am going to show them that just like I provided for them when I delivered them out of slavery, I am going to provide food for them. But they were in the desert There wasn't any food around. How was this going to happen? And he said to Moses, I am going to send down flakes. It it looks, apparently, it looked like flakes of, um, like dandruff, big bits of dandruff. That's the best way I can explain it. Sorry if I've now put that in your head for the rest of your life. Like big flakes of dandruff dew that fell on the plants and then dried and they could go out and find these big flakes so remember they had nothing empty plate nothing at all he said I'm going to send these this bread from heaven but you can imagine they're like well bread's all right but we had meat In fact, we had pots of meat, according to um, what they said, they'd said to Moses. So we, um, God said, I'm going to send quail. This is a quail. Now, the best way to describe this is a really, really small chicken. 
tiny. And in fact, for this, I was trying to get hold of some quail to show you, but they only land in this country at particular times to breed and then they fly away. We don't really get them here. <gasps> Have you found something, Nico? You're like, you need to hang on because we're going to look for some quail in a minute. So, God was going to provide quail like little chickens. You have to imagine how they must have felt. <laughs> Nico's the head of the curve in everything. So, guys, I need your help now. You are going to pretend to be Israelites. You're going to go and find. Now, Juliet here has some bags for anybody that wants to get involved. Do you know what? And young people, if you want to go and grab an adult to help you, that's okay. Oh, look, the youth are coming. Can we just make sure that we leave some for the younger children? I have a spare one. We are going to look around the church for flakes of manna and quail. Now, some of them, there are pictures like we've seen, but there are other quails to find. So off you go. Grown-ups, you might want to look under your seats. See, maybe some of the children have... Um, Remember, you don't have anything. And suddenly, miraculously. <laughs> Hilarious. You're all being very restrained. I'm very pleased. Could have been crazy. When you think you've exhausted your search for manna and quail, can you come and bring it back here to us and have a seat? So good to see the older young people helping the little ones. Oh, brilliant. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you very much, Phoebe. You can sit down with me here. Phoebe brought her bag. Toby, brilliant. Can you leave? Uh, if you've got a bag or had a bag and you'd like to sit on the floor with the young children, that would be great. That would be fab. Thank you. you do you want to sit down, Nico? Sit down with everybody else. Oh, well done, Danette. Spotted, can't leave now. So, all of a sudden, from having nothing, God had provided miraculously for his people. He'd provided manna, which I'm going to put in my bag here. And he had provided quail for them to eat. 
So suddenly, from an empty plate, they made up their bread. This could be disgusting. <laughs> and it didn't come in a plastic box. They had all over my hands now. They had a quail, that a tiny, tiny chicken, which they would have they would have cooked. Although when it came to them, they would have had to do certain things to it. I'm sorry, those that are vegetarians. Um, they would have removed the head and removed the feathers and cooked it. Lovely. So God had provided miraculously. Thank you, my kind team had provided miraculously in the desert for them. And he, he'd done it again because he'd already, he'd already set them free from Egypt. Now they, he'd given them food. Now what was interesting, thank you, more little quail. I'm sure we might be finding these through the church. What's really interesting is that this story is one of the stories that Jesus told after a particular event where he had shown himself to be a provider. So where we look in John 6, where, they come to, where they've, uh, the people have come to him, just before in John 6... Jesus had been on the mountainside with a big crowd of people who were hungry. And he came to the disciples and he said to them, it's almost like he wanted to provide for them, but he wanted the disciples to see. So he went to the disciples and he said, we've got all these people and no food. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And one of them, I was trying to work out this morning, one of them said, do you know what, Lord, it would cost eight months' wages. So you work out what eight months of your wages might be. I'm not going to ask you, just in case. What would be eight months of your wages in order to feed all these people? This, we, can't, we can't afford to do that. There's nowhere. We're in the middle of nowhere. We're on this hillside. We can't afford to do that. But Jesus was showing them that he is still a provider. Just like God. When it was God in the Old Testament, he was a provider. Now he was going to provide again. So he got somebody. A little boy who had not finished all his food. Like, he had not emptied out his lunchbox. He had five loaves and two fish. And he brought what he had to Jesus. And Jesus fed over 5,000 people miraculously with that bread. Just the same. The people were hungry. They didn't have anything in their lunchbox. 
And Jesus, because Jesus is God with us, he showed the people that he could provide for them. But what was different this time is that he actually used the resources that somebody had brought to him. Because not only is God a provider, we see that in the Old Testament, and we see that in the life of Jesus, but actually he teaches us that we can offer what we have to help provide for other people. And it doesn't matter if it's small, because God can do amazing things with what we bring to him. Now, some of the youngsters I have asked in the week if they would make something at home for me. So if you've made something at home, could you bring your, I've made this at home thing and come up on the stage with me? Come on. Juliet, can you help unwrap it? Well done, Otis. Phoebe, do you want to come up here? Be careful you don't trip. Turn round. <gasps> do you want to let's just hold it like that to show people? Wow. Girls, do you want to stay here? Phoebe, stay here with me to, so you can answer some questions. You don't have to. Anybody else? Otis, come and show us. Can I just hold it sort of at an angle, trying not to? So, look at that. <laughs> Lovely. Do you want to stand here? Stand just here. Hold it. And girls, do you want to show the your bread that you made? Oh. Where's, where's mum? That's warm. <laughs> so, well done you. You made bread this morning. I made one. I tried to persuade Elliot, my son, to come and um, show it, but he wouldn't. So who can hold that for me? Can you hold that for me? Great. So I'm going to ask some questions now. Otis, how long did it take? Um, about an hour. About an hour. What, to cook it or to, like, right from the beginning to the end? From the beginning to the end. An hour. Phoebe, how long, or, or Dad, how long did it take you from beginning to end? Big voice, please. Maybe two and a bit hours. So it's not like going out and buying bread from the shop. Oh, right, okay. So you, and then you had to leave it to rise, did you? Okay. Girls, how long did it take you? An hour. About an hour. About an hour. So it made, it took me about two and a half hours only because exactly as they said you you do one thing and then you have to leave it and then you come back to it but if you have a good look everybody you will notice um 
Phoebe, just hold it up, you will notice that the bread is all different. So what each one of these young people and their grown-ups have provided, and we're going to eat some of it today in the shared lunch, is very different. And that is exactly what God does for us. When he provides for us, he provides what we need. He seeds each one of us. We're different and unique. And he, do, he, he doesn't just give us things that are general. He knows us. But what he was teaching the disciples and what we are learning here today, when the the young people put their bread out for the shared lunch, what they're doing is showing that actually what Jesus wants for us is to know that he's a provider, but that we are to provide for others out of what we have. Especially at the moment when things are tough, for families. Some of us have more than others. Some of us can afford to be generous with others. And some of us have to learn to be accepting of the, uh, the love and generosity of others and to let us know when things are tough. So God is a provider. He was a God, he was a provider in the Old Testament. He was a provider at the time of Jesus. He is a provider now for you in what you need. And you can use what you give him to help others. Let's just pray and then I know um There's going to be some prayers. Lord Jesus, I thank you for all our young people that have got involved this morning and for our congregation. We thank you that you know each one of us, that you do provide for us. Help us to ask you when we need something from you. Help us to notice those people that need something that maybe we have and can share. Help us to be like Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great, guys. Do you want to take it out to the back, to the ladies um, that are setting up? Do you want to take my, um, take my bread as well? Thank you, everybody. Thank you.